This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapades. again my friends time to book your adrs and schedule your fast passes we're going to take you on a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world it all started with one man's dream and boy was that a big dream from that dream millions of memories and in just as many smiles remind us why we love it so much so pack your bags and don't forget your magic bands and your mickey ears because it's time for another episode of the mouse capades podcast with nick and dave Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mouse Capades Podcast with Nick and Dave, the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. Dave, you know, this show is backed by popular demand. Everyone loves rumors and news. People just can't get enough of it. It's one of our highest downloaded shows. And so that's what uh, we're going to talk about today, some rumors and some news, and we're going to get into this week in history. But first, Dave, I want to talk about our Thanksgiving, man. How was your Thanksgiving yesterday? It's pretty good. We had about 20, a little more than 20 people over to our house. Uh, Good thing Donald's a duck and not a turkey, though, because I would not have been able to eat. But I, I stuffed myself yesterday, and the best part about yesterday and having and hosting Thanksgiving is that you get the leftovers when it's all said and done. So we had lunch today, and it was amazing. So you had everyone over then, both sides of the family. Yeah, well, luckily my wife's family does Thanksgiving the weekend before. So uh, we were able to have Thanksgiving last weekend and then also on the actual day. So two feasts in a week. <laughs> nice. Which is a lot better because when I was a kid, you know, my parents were divorced, so I'd have to end up going to three different Thanksgivings all on the same day, and it was just too much to handle for my stomach. Yeah, that's a lot. You you pretty much have to snack at every location that you go to. You know, Aaron and I used to do that quite a bit, and uh, one day we just decided, hey, we did what you you did. You know, Thanksgiving's going to be at our house, so you can come over and see us at our place. So we didn't do that this year, though. We went over to uh, her grandma's house and her uncle's house, two different places, and just had a good time. It was good to relax and uh, just catch up with family that we, we just honestly haven't seen for a while. Yes, and now the best part about that is that we can officially ring in Christmas time. I've seen people with Christmas lights up for like two, three weeks now, and that's a bit ridiculous to me. So um, happy to see Christmas is here. We put up some decorations this morning already. Tomorrow we're going to go out and get ourselves a tree. Nice. Yeah, we've had our tree up for the past week. To be honest with you, last week I put it up. While the wife was out, and because uh, you know, Colin has me wrapped around his finger, so he asked for the tree, so I put it up. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, dude, you know we were gonna see the good dinosaur yesterday. You know that did release yesterday, so yeah, you didn't go see it. No, we didn't, but we're gonna see it today. We're gonna see it here in just a couple hours, actually. So Colin um, wasn't really behaving all too well, and uh, you know, I us teachers, you know, we have a break. I really wanted to get out. Haven't been out in a long time. 
wanted to spend some quality time with the family and uh, commercialize it up and go to the mall and see Santa Claus <laughs> and uh, then follow that up with maybe some lunch and then the good dinosaur. But the kid was be- the kid's behavior was insane. So the, the poor kiddo. It looks like we just moved into our house because his section of the house where he has all of his toys and stuff, completely gone. Nothing is here. Um, I mean, it was that bad. Took away seeing Santa Claus. We didn't go see a good dinosaur. And, man, I felt like I was punishing myself because I really wanted to get out. <laughs> and you were going to go see that last night, right? Oh, yeah. We're gonna see, we were going to – no, no. We were going to see it two days ago, actually. Sorry. Well, two days, so, right. Yeah, two we days. were going to say – we're going to see it two days ago, and – Boy, did I really want to get out, but my kiddo's behavior was just so bad I had to hold him accountable, you know? Yeah, sometimes you got to do that, man. I know, it sucks. (laughs) Anywho, so yeah, Thanksgiving was great. That's behind us, you know, the holiday, uh, Christmas holiday is now in front of us, so I'm looking forward to that and uh, visiting with family yet again. So let's, Dave, you know, let's get into some uh, This Week in History, bud. What do you have for us? We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. All right, so in researching this week in Disney history, there were a ton of dates where Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas party was started up for the year. And I know that's already kicking down at Walt Disney World. And uh, I think we talked to – was it John we talked to about about going to the Very Merry Christmas? Or was that – Somebody else I was talking to. No, that was John. Yeah, he talked okay. about it. And he talked about the taping. He was there with his kiddo on his shoulders. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, there was a lot of dates about that. Uh, none really stuck out as, as interesting enough to report about, though. So I do have some dates for some in, some interesting things that happened, starting off with November 28, 1974. This is an attraction at Walt Disney World that first opened up. It's called the Star Jets, but we all know it as Astro Orbiter. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, good ride, man. Yeah, so – I haven't been on that ride in forever because it just seems like it takes a long time to get on, and it's totally not worth it to me. So what are your thoughts on that? I liked it. You know, it did take quite a while for uh, us to ride it last time, a, couple, a few months ago when we were out there. But, one, I mean, you're talking, this is the one with the elevator, right? You go up the elevator. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, it was unique, and I liked, I liked it because of its uniqueness. And I thought it was going to be a rinky-dinky ride just going in a circle very slowly right but when you're up there and it starts going it picks up momentum and it gets faster and faster and you right. kind of get to see across walt disney world the landscape right. and it's just right. kind of cool it's kind of cool i liked it i really enjoyed it would i stay in line again for colin yes for if it was just myself or aaron no nah. right yeah i i probably would see myself going there in a few years but I haven't actually been on that ride since it was, uh, you know, before they remodeled it and put in all the planets and stuff like that. It's a lot cooler looking than it used to look. It used to just look like a bunch of Apollo rockets going around in circles. Oh, really? Um, but I haven't ridden it in forever because, to me, it just wasn't worth the line that was created. Because it, there's, there's so few people that can go on that ride at one time that the line seems to always be long for an attraction that I didn't think was all that great. So Wait a minute. So you're telling me the, the rocket ships they have in place right now are not like the originals? Not they, that I remember. No. They had Apollo rockets? Yeah. I mean, back in the day, back when this was called Star Jets, even, uh, it looked way different. And then they, I think they've refurbished it a few times. But I want to I go back and see when the most recent refurbishment was. They, they didn't used to have all the planets and things like that that went around with it. It just used to be you go up and you spun around in circles and it looked like an Apollo rocket that you were riding in. That is too cool. I would rather ride in an Apollo rocket, something that kind of simulates 
reality. Now they have these sci-fi 1960s or 50s, you know, era rockets that you see in right. like old sci-fi movies that, you know, take off and land the same way. It's just So, yeah, yeah I would love to see have seen. I'll have to Google that. I didn't know that, Dave. I'll yeah, have to Google that. Pictures. Awesome. What, what else do you have? All right. So we got November 30th, 2003. This is Roy E. Disney, the, the nephew of Roy O. Disney. Um, resigned from the Walt Disney Company under a lot of pressure. You know that was the big battle with Eisner going on, but I put that in there because it was the this was the last Disney named uh, leader of the company, I believe. Well, there's one more, and um, he does play a role in Disney, but he's not like a major executive role. He visits okay. the parks every now and then, uh, and I only know this because of my keys to the Kingdom tour. He's right. not a major player at all. But when he does show up, they treat him like royalty, as if, as if he is. Yeah. So this next one I have is also on November 30th, but this one's 2010, and I want to get your thoughts on this. That's why I posted it. Epic Mickey, the video game, is released. Now, this was probably about the time that you started ending out your video game career, right? 2010? Yeah. Nah, man. I mean, I was. I mean, I've just recently got back into video games um, with the you know the release of. Star Wars Battlefront, which is sick. It's amazing, buddy. I, I, uh, I don't want to admit the the hours I've put in so far, which probably <laughs> probably isn't a lot compared to other gamers. If I had to add it all up, maybe two hours, which yeah. is a lot for me. I'm a busy person, so to set that time aside, it's, it's a lot for me away from my son and family. But I played a lot of video games when I was younger. Um, you know, when I was active uh, out at Nellis Air Force Base, when I was stationed out at Vegas. Right. And I had nothing else to do. I wasn't 21. I just I played video games in my dorm room and Madden football. I mean, I'm not much of a gamer now, but getting back to Epic Mickey, I don't know. I, I've tried playing Epic Mickey, uh, and I get into it, and about five, ten minutes in, I've, I guess I'm ADD. I've, I've lost interest in the game. Yeah. I don't think it's that cool of a game. Graphically, it looks sound. It's awesome. But storyline, I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I, I'm not a gamer at all, but my family does have a Wii, so over one of my breaks as a teacher, I went to the library and rented it a couple of times, and it's just, like you said, it's too complex for me to, you know, like, if I don't sit down and really study the purpose of the game and all that kind of stuff. And we don't have that time, let's be honest. No, no, dude, and, but I sat and I played it for a little bit just to see what it was like, and it seemed pretty neat. Um, I don't know about this much-anticipated title that comes in with this. Uh, but anyway, I, you know, I threw that one in there because it was a video game. And I know that with that new release of Star Wars that's out there, uh, people are thinking about that. I do have Disney Infinity, though, and I absolutely love that game. I think that's awesome. It's a perfect game for myself and Colin. Colin's now just getting to the age where I think he'll be able to start really playing Disney Infinity. We, we got it a year ago around Christmas Yeah. in hopes of me trying it out and then showing Colin, but he was just still too young. Now sure. I think he's at an age, and I really hope he plays it this year because it's really, it was really for him to be honest with you. But right. Anywho, so yeah, what else do you have? All right, so uh, November thirtieth. This is um, our third November thirtieth. This one is two thousand thirteen, though. I threw this one in there for my daughter because she just finished her theatrical debut at middle school, and she was in the Lion King Jr. On this day in history, November thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. The Lion King passes up Les Mis on the list of longest-running Broadway shows in history for fourth place now. Did you get your daughter's autograph? 
I did, man. She was the best hyena slash bird in the entire performance. Oh, she had two roles? Nice. Oh, yeah, dude. She's multi-talented like that. Awesome. Dude. You want to know my first role in a play? I think I what? was like, uh, geez, how old are you when you're in first grade? So you're close. <laughs> yeah, well, she was, in, she was in a play, uh, a musical in elementary school, too. But it's just not the same, dude. When you're performing in your cafeteria, we don't count those. So this one was actually at the high school theater, you know, like this nice. in the auditorium and stuff. So it was the real deal. So what's worse than a tree, though? You said maybe I was a tree. Yeah. What's worse than it gets... what's worse than a tree? No, it gets worse. Uh, maybe a rock. I had no. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. I had no acting ability. I was a rock. Were you really? Yes. <laughs> awesome. I was a boulder. That's a pretty boulder. <laughs> but you played it well. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, man. December second of thirty-five. Mark Davis begins his long tenured career at the Disney Corporation. Uh, one of Walt's nine old men. We know him well. I don't know if, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean or, oh my gosh, however many rides the dude came up with. He had a big hand in the Jungle Cruise. Like, I'm thinking of all of these attractions that, that he had his major role in. They wouldn't be the same without Mark Davis. So, uh, thank God he joined the Walt Disney Studios back in 1935, December 2nd. No, it really seems like the stars aligned during this era. And,. The right people were in the right place at the right time. I couldn't imagine it with anyone else. I mean, of course, if it was, we'd be probably be saying the same thing anyway. But you right. had all these creative geniuses put together and uh, together as one big group. And they were just, you know, the right people at the right time for what they needed at that, you know, in that era. Definitely, for sure. And he had a big hand in a lot of movie roles, or a lot of movies as well. So uh, Mark Davis, December 2nd, 1935, started his career that lasted, seemed like, forever. All right, last one I got for you. This one I thought was pretty pretty funny. December 4th, 1984, a 20-year-old woman gives birth to a baby girl at Disneyland. Now, nice. in itself, not so funny, but listen to this. She was waiting for her husband, who was riding Space Mountain, when she gave birth. <laughs> that is hilarious. She, wow. So how long of a line was that when you're... <laughs> You give birth to a baby while your husband's waiting in line to ride the ride. It's a 13-hour wait. That's crazy, man. <laughs> so I, I wonder, you know, I wonder if she was, is she technically, it was a daughter, right? Yeah. Is she a Disney princess? Uh, would technically. Like would be. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. I wonder, if that's the on, I wonder if that's the only birth. No way, dude. No way. At that since, park. Since 1955, I doubt Yeah. I don't know, man. That was a lot of deaths. <laughs> I just uh, oh, I feel bad dude. for that poor schlep that's standing there in the line waiting to ride Space Mountain, and then he gets word that his wife <laughs> had her baby. Oh, man, I wonder if they came over and, like, coned off the area and stuff. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Trail dude. water. Oh. It, it threw up, what's it called, in, some invisible green? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's it called? No, that's go, not the go away. Book. Go away green. <laughs> they threw up some go away green, and she was in a private room. Oh, that's awesome. I wonder if... Uh, no, never mind. All right. <laughs> Photo you pass. took it too far. I did. All right, so, hey, Dave, thanks for this week in history. Oh, you hear it. That's the sound of the Tiki Garden. Let's go ahead and get to our Walt Disney World Insider. Hey, John, Tiki Garden, how you doing, my friend? What up, John? Oh, not much. I'm just still feeling uh, really stuffed from Thanksgiving. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, you and me both, I ate way too much food. Yeah, same here, <laughs> oh, man. It was awesome. So how many, uh, so you it went, was awesome. So did your mom uh, meet up with you, or did you drive up out to your mom's? Um, Actually, you know what? We did not meet up with any family this oh, year. Oh, nice. Um, 
Yeah, so we went to Magic Kingdom on Thanksgiving morning, and surprisingly, I heard horror stories about how bad that park can be on Thanksgiving, and it was not bad at all. I mean, we, we used, definitely utilized the fast pass system in the morning and got our three rides in and enjoyed our time, and about 12 o'clock rolled around, and it was time for us to go because crowds were really starting to pick up then. But, um, yeah, we just went and did that in the morning, and then we went over to our friend Gene uh, and Jess's house for Thanksgiving in the evening and ate some turkey and played Star Wars Battlefront, which that game is awesome. Oh, my gosh, it's consuming my time. <laughs> it's a great game. Um, you know, scoping at, you were, you were uh, you know, shooting out some scopes there at the Magic Kingdom, and, yeah, the, the crowds didn't look too bad uh, Thanksgiving morning. Uh, surprisingly, kind of, kind of low. Um, I caught the scope of you. I, I think you had just left uh, Space... No, not Space Ranger Spin. Um, Toy, Story Mania, Toy Story Mania, right? Uh, no, Buzz. I think you're thinking of Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yep, we had... That was pretty much where we ended our day at the Magic Kingdom. It still wasn't bad walking through Tomorrowland, but I don't know. It, it was definitely starting to pick up more and more, and I'm sure it got... Or since the day went on, but it really was not bad compared to how people made it out to be. What a luxury that you can just go in there in the morning and do your thing and then get out whenever it starts to get crowded like that. And just him and his wife and his son, you know, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you had a kind of relaxing day like the rest of us, right? Uh, man, it was honestly it was probably the best Thanksgiving ever. I mean, how many? Like I said, I'm we're, we're spoiled brats. I mean, we just went to Disney World for the morning, uh, enjoyed that, and then we went home and hung out with some friends and ate turkey. I mean, how does it get better than that? It does not. Yeah, that's get a great day. That is a wonderful <laughs> day. So yeah, how are things going um, with uh, the Christmas uh, festivities? That I guess finally just really started kicking off. I know they'd put up some, you know, obviously the Osborne lights and stuff like that at Hollywood Studios, but um, I, I assume you're seeing more and more Christmas stuff up and out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Things are things are finally in the full swing. It's not just in the parks anymore. It's at all of the resorts. Um, so every single Disney World resort has their own unique Christmas theming up now, and my wife and I had the opportunity yesterday. We went to the parks and well for Thanksgiving. And on our way, after we left Magic Kingdom, we went over to the Polynesian and to uh, the Grand Floridian and checked out their own, you know, Christmas festivities they have going on. Obviously, the, uh, uh, she said, the Grand Floridian, they have the gingerbread house, which is a thing yeah. they've been doing for seven, 17 years straight now. They had like a big banner up and this was the 17th anniversary that they've been doing it. And we had never seen it before. It was pretty cool. So that thing is completely made out of gingerbread, correct? And just candy? Or is there some yeah, wood going on? Or they, they have plywood up, and I, I guess they're masking over with some... I don't know. How is it? Yeah, that, that's that's what it looks like to me. You know, they have like a base of plywood and things like that. And then they just, you know, use glue and other types of things to actually put the gingerbread and form a house with it. But it was really cool. There's a whole bunch of small, minor details throughout the whole thing and there's hidden mickeys built into it um definitely definitely a cool experience they have a humongous tree at the grand Floridian. that's one of, that's one of our favorite things is just going around from resort to resort and we're definitely going to be checking out each uh, resort's christmas theming within the next month just because we really enjoy them and they're so unique and different from each resort 
Hey, John, let me ask you this. Did you get around to going on the Jingle Cruise yet? Because my family was hanging out here watching some videos today, and that one came up. So we watched the uh, the Jingle Cruise and all the corny jokes that they tell about that. Have you been on that yet? Yeah, we went on we went on it a couple weeks ago. It, it's definitely fun. I mean, it <laughs> puts, a, puts a unique spin on the ride. You know, it's, I, I do love the Jungle Cruise, but, you know, it is one of those things I can't do every time or, right. you know, pretty frequently how often we come here but i do enjoy doing it every once in a while and, and since they did this holiday overlay the jingle cruise it definitely you know puts you in the mood and just puts a unique spin on the ride to where it has a little bit more repeatability to it speaking of rides how are, how are we doing with uh, the haunted mansion uh yeah i was just gonna say so uh since i went there yesterday I padded my numbers a little bit and we're up to 17 now buddy yeah nice. all right boy. that's what i like to hear Awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm debating whether or not I want to go there tomorrow. I have the the day off, obviously, and I usually try to go to a park on Saturday with my son. And I'm thinking maybe I'll go there and pad the numbers a little bit more, but we'll see. Awesome, man. That's what I'd like to hear. Edging closer and closer to Gary Estrada's record. So what else is going on out there, John? Tell us about uh, all the sites that you're seeing here, besides at the resorts and the parks. Uh, anything else going on? Yeah. So um, over at Epcot. They have a brand new exhibit in Innoventions uh, called Colortopia. It's sponsored by Glyden, Glidden, I forget how you pronounce it, whatever, you know, the paint company. But it's a really, it's a really cool exhibit. It kind of, there's a couple different sections to it. Um, the main one that's really fun is the very last part. They give you an LED paintbrush, and there's about 10 or 12 different paint cans in a circle. And they're all different colors, and you put it actually into the paint can, and whatever the color is, it's going to change your LED paintbrush to that color. And then on the walls surrounding everywhere um, are screens, which you can go uh, up to them and draw whatever color you have on there. And there's some different unique like um, illustrations you can make with it. And you can keep going back and changing the color over and over. My son had an absolute ball doing it. I definitely would recommend it to anybody that has kids. It's a really fun exhibit to take them through. But he loved it. I had a great time doing it with him as well. Yeah, the technology is crazy. Yeah. They have these days. Well, and it, it's nice, you know, for, especially at Epcot to have, I don't know, another attraction. It just seems like as of late, things just keep going away and away and stuff doesn't replace them. And speaking of which, you guys know... I don't know if you guys are big Captain Neo fans, but the clock is ticking. December 6th is the last day for Captain Neo. No, and Nick, Nick and I both say thank goodness for that. Oh, uh, no. You guys are killing me. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the people, I guess. You're, you're, you're a fan? <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Are you kidding me? I love it. I love Captain Neo. I never got to experience it, you know, back in Epcot. We've only been coming to Disney since 2009, but... My wife is a huge Michael Jackson fan, and when they brought it back a couple of years ago after his death, we checked it out. I don't know. I loved it. She loves it. I think it's a really unique experience. I hate to see it go, but, you know, <laughs> we got to update things. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I love Michael Jackson, too, but that was just poor, I thought. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it doesn't have the best dialogue in it, thanks to... Uh, George Lucas, but uh, <laughs> right. So heading over to Animal yeah, Kingdom, buddy. But, how how is uh, Avatar Land coming up? You know, I ha I haven't been over there in probably I'd say two or three weeks. Okay. But I did see some postings on Twitter in the past couple of days that 
the uh, floating mountains are really, really starting to come along. They're actually adding uh, the mountain pieces to the structure now. I don't know if you guys have have seen any of those pictures at yeah. all or not, but yeah. that just it it looks unbelievable. What it's what's going to end up being, you know? That's going to be nuts. Hey, John, we're running out of time, but you got anything else to tell us before you head out of here? Yeah, you know, I, I know from time to time we do talk about some things that are going on at Universal Studios. And since we were talking about Christmas stuff earlier, I thought I'd bring up what's going on over there because they just officially started their Christmas festivities today. So over at Islands of Adventure, they have a Grinchmas going on again nice. where, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the Grinch is a character um, that you can meet and they have a stage show. Uh, we, we we went there a couple weeks ago and they were already starting to put a lot of the trees up and the different elements in the uh, Seuss Landing area. It's really, really cool, unique theming, and it looks beautiful at night as do, you know, most Christmas uh, stuff. It looks great. Um, as well, over at uh, Universal Studios, the park itself, they have the Macy's Parade Day floats. And we haven't seen any of this stuff officially. You know, I'd, like I said, we saw a little bit of the Seuss Lane stuff a couple weeks ago, but the Christmas uh, festivities at Universal finally just started today. But they, uh, over at Universal Studios, they have the Macy's Parade Day floats, which obviously aren't the humongous ones that you'll see in New York, but they do have a couple of the floats that are actually used in the parade, and they have a little parade during the day with them. So it's something really that we're looking forward to seeing when we go down there next time. I wonder how they get those things from New York to Florida. Where do they fly them? I don't know. I don't, I'm just joking. <laughs> That's weird. Cool. Yeah, yeah cool. I'm, I'm not sure, and I... I know they're not the humongous ones, but I mean, I, I I don't know. Should be really neat to see. They probably just deflate them, guys, and roll them up and throw them in a truck. Seriously. <laughs> but I'd like to be driving down the highway and all of a sudden pass by this float as I'm driving. On the right. Road. Oh, okay. You're talking about the float. I thought you were talking about the balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The float. I don't know. Take them down and build them back up when they you yeah, know reconstruct probably. them. Anywho. Hey, John. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on, man. We always love hearing from you. And uh, every and just wrapping up your week at uh, Walt Disney World and and what's up and coming. So thanks so much for coming back on. We will chat with you again next week, my friend. Yep. Talk to you soon, John. All right. Have a magical right, day, brother. Bye. All right. Take care. Hey, this is Matt from Star Tours. You're listening to the Mousecapades podcast. Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, check this out. Have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com text them at 407-674-0414 follow Nick and Dave on Facebook Instagram and Twitter simply search for Mousecapades Podcast listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes Podcast Addict TuneIn Radio and Stitcher Radio simply search for Mousecapades Podcast now from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. Back.
by popular demand. The Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast, the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears. We are doing the news and rumors segment. Everyone seems to really love this one, Dave. This seems to be our highest downloaded episode every time we do it. I just want to get straight into it. There is actually quite a bit coming out. You know, since D23, it's, Disney was kind of dormant for a while, but yeah. just recently within the past, you know, a couple of weeks, we start having a lot of stuff coming into the news. Did you hear about this? And this happened a few days ago. Uh, the TSA agent that threw away the child's Buzz Lightyear toy, the souvenir. Oh, no. Disney World. Yeah. Unfortunately. So this Pennsylvania family took their you know vacation at Walt Disney World buy son buys their son a you know a Buzz Lightyear toy right and yeah. I could only assume it's probably the Buzz Lightyear gun or something like that um, regardless the TSA agent threw it away and said it looked too much like a real gun so so it wasn't really a Buzz Lightyear then it was like okay I was thinking that they just threw away like the action figure of Buzz Lightyear. I'm like, how in the world could that possibly be a threat? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It was just, uh, I, I assume it probably was the Buzz Lightyear gun that they just tossed in the trash because it looked too much like a real gun. I just, yeah. I hate to see this with a child who goes to Disney World and just, you know, you know how it is, man. You buy your son a toy and it's yep. everything to him. You take it, you want to take it home, and a TSA SA agent says, "Nope, gotta to toss it. Looks too much like a gun." The threw kid away his Astro actually. Blaster. <laughs> what? I threw away his Astro Blaster. Yeah, yeah. So the kid actually started crying, and um, that's, I mean, that's gotta hurt, dude. Watching your your son, your boy, cry over a souvenir that he really wanted from Walt Disney World. You know, in that magical moment you had spending the time and getting that for your child. And then a TSA agent just slaps you in the face and says, nope, sorry, kid. You know, welcome to the real world. That's funny, dude. And, the, you know, the parents probably dropped 50 bucks on that thing in the first place. Oh, <laughs> I know, man, dude. Myself. So once the kid had realized this was happening and he, they weren't going to give the toy back, the story goes on to say that he did immediately start crying when he saw the guy throw it away in the trash. That's hilarious. Um, but I have heard of stories, you know, if you contact Disney and let them know what happened, that Disney will uh, – Send you some, send you a new one for free. They'll just mail it. So hopefully this family does that. Hopefully they contact Disney, explain what happened. I'm sure they already know because it's all over the internet, yeah. and just send them a free one. But yeah, hey, and and you know what else is uh, congratulations to that TSA agent's kids. They just got themselves an Astro Blaster for yeah. Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, on a side note though, the TSA just recently reported, you know, over the summer that there were 73 workers employed by the airlines and the vendors that had alleged links to terrorism so yeah yeah so i think they need to just fix what they got going on internally first and quit worrying about a little child bringing on a toy yeah. uh you know onto an airplane come on man this is crying out loud this is sad <laughs> get on disney.com parents yeah all right uh second thing we got going on here you know according to mouse savers uh they had posted that Ticket prices are going to increase yet again. Now, I know you and I reported on the tiered ticket price system. Right. You know, depending on what season it is, depends on how much you're going to pay for a ticket. The, You know, peak season, you're paying more. Low season, you're paying less, which you think would be the opposite, but it's not. Um, actually, no, you, it would be it would be paying more during peak season because Disney right. wants that money. But, you know, uh, third quarter reports, you know, came out. We're going into fourth quarter for the final push. We've been in the fourth quarter for a little while. 
and Disney profits soared. You know, they went up. They didn't really hit their goals, but the, it, they made a ton of money. And we reported that a long time ago on that stuff. Right. And for ticket prices to go back up, if this is true, I'm not saying it is. It's just according to Mouse Savers. So go to MouseSavers.com or whatever and look it up. This is sad. I mean, really, are we, we're pricing out the middle class for crying out loud. Yeah, I bet. I wonder if this is what they're reporting is the actual tiered system. I hope it is. I hope it's nothing new. I hope it's something that you know that we talked about months ago. Yeah, and they. Ha- I don't think they've started that tiered system yet. They have not, and you, you, I've seen a lot on it. Uh, this just happened to be titled a little different and didn't mention yeah. anything about the tiered price system, ticket system. Right. So I assumed maybe this was something separate, or I can also infer that this is the same thing that they're talking about. So. Well, we'll see. That's just a rumor, but we'll have to find out. Damn you. Yeah, so, you know, we mentioned this a while back, but it is official. The closing date is December 6th. You know what I'm talking about, right, Dave? No, it's not one man's dream. I will give you a hint. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah, Captain EO. I was, <laughs> yeah. I, you had me scared there for a minute. I thought it was something real. Did I do my good impersonation of Michael yeah, Jackson, MJ? Good enough, man. I Jerome. got it. <laughs> okay, so we anywho. Now why, we now know why you were a rock. <laughs> Shit up. Anywho, <laughs> rock star. Uh, it seems that you know Captain EO will actually close on December sixth. Thank goodness. And tell your boy Mike, rub it in. Yeah, dude. You know what? You and I are in total agreement on this one. That we left when I went there the last time with my family. We uh, first of all, I have no idea why I even went in the first place. But we went in. We stayed like fifteen minutes. Air condition. That's maybe why. not even 15 minutes. <laughs> it, it, maybe it was more like five. Seemed like 15. Um, and it was bad. We just we just walked out right in the middle of it. <laughs> you only need to see it once, dude. And it, that it, is it. It has like, overstayed its welcome. Now the thing that they're putting in there, they're talking about putting in uh, Pixar shorts. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've done that before, um, where they would show like trailers and stuff like this. But this seems yeah. to be like the actual short clip, the short films. Which yeah, because cool. who would go in there and see like previews of things that are coming? I, to me, that doesn't make sense either. It's got to be something. There's got to be something new and improved to kind of make people want to go in there. Besides, hey, just we're gonna come in and watch this preview. You know that you can look up on YouTube or whatever in the first place. You don't need to do that at the Disney parks. Speaking of Pixar shorts, man, have you seen the spoof of uh, Pixar shorts with Luxo? You know how Luxo when he yeah. comes in to introduce. Pixar, he jumps on the eye and smashes right. it, and he becomes the eye. Have you yeah. seen the spoof on that? The parody. No. The, okay, what so Luxo it? himself uh, gets tried for murder. You know, after he goes in and crushes the eye, right? He gets tried for murder and he's found guilty. And then at the very end, instead of you know someone crushing him to be the eye, he's put in the electric chair. Yeah. And he's just fried, and he's in the middle of the sign that says Pixar, oh. and he dies himself. It's just, it's pretty funny. So, if, listeners, go to YouTube type in Luxo parody or whatever or spoof and it is hilarious I saw it the See, other night that's where they missed out on their creativity there because they could have turned him into a hanging lamp like he was being hung <laughs> yeah turned him into a hanging lamp right. <laughs> poor Luxo <laughs> dude so Pizza Planet end of a run my friend you know we talked about this for quite a while we know this is closing we talked about it over the summer but uh, um, Pizza they'll bring Planet, it back yeah well well there's rumor and that's why I'm talking about it right now um, I I have a feeling that, yes, it will come back. But there's so much rumor out there, okay, listeners, this is just rumor, that when it does come back, it's fact that it's shutting down for refurbishment. But when it does come back, a lot of people think it's going to be the Muppets Eatery. I don't know. I, I, 
I would doubt it with Pixar. I, I would seriously doubt it. I hope they're refurbing it and listening to a lot of uh, listeners and, and customers and people that vacation there make it just like the Pizza Planet in the movie. Yeah, and, and now I'm trying, to I'm trying to think of where – is that located anywhere near that Muppets Theater? Yeah, it's down in that section. I'm now, trying to Muppets, think of... Muppets is down further. I mean, Muppets, you got to walk yeah. down and, and below, but it's it's over in that area, you know, but not in it. So I'm wondering if they're going to maybe turn that into that Muppets eatery and then, you know, as part of the new Pixar place, build themselves a new pizza planet over there. I hope, make and I hope they do it right. I hope they replicate the movie. I really do. That's what they need to do. Yeah, and what they need to do is they need to build in a claw system that just goes around and like randomly picks up whole tables of guests. Like all of the tables are on a platform, yeah. and then like this huge claw comes over and grabs this whole party and picks them up and takes them over to a different location in the restaurant. That would be pretty sweet. Or brings them their food, just drops the pizza. Yeah, yeah or yeah, yeah. the claw just goes around randomly dropping off the little aliens on top of tables, or maybe you each know, table a... each table gets one and it just goes around dropping yeah. off. An alien, and then there's a place in Kansas City. You might have been there before. It's a uh, if your boy likes trains, you need to go there because it's really cool. And it might be part of a train museum. I know what I'm you're talking about, dude. My parents talk about that all the time. They took yeah, my dude. cousins to that. And the trains drop your food oh, off. My cousins, my sorry, my nephews. The trains drop your food off. Yeah, there. yeah. That's what they need to do with the Pixar with the uh, with the aliens and the claw. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, have you heard about these new uh, custom-made on-demand Magic Bands? Yes. Okay. I've yeah, because we've mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> we've mentioned them. Pretty cool, by the way. You can actually go uh, by Tomorrowland, and uh, you know near where you can get your. I think you can get your phones covers made there, right? Can't you? Yeah, and and they have a uh, in Disney Springs. They have like a uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's yes, like a tech, yes, tech yep. shop. Right you know? down. Yeah, right down from uh, the World of Disney. The it's right by that new yeah. uh, Indiana Jones bar. Yes, yeah. So, um, the, the on-demand Magic Bands are totally custom. You can customize everything, uh, all the colors. And first time forever, apparently, they're introducing the color purple. There are about over 40 graphics that you can actually apply to your Magic Band, and these are pretty neat. Have you seen them online, Dave? The no, different I characters. Seen them. Oh, dude, it's pretty slick. Listeners, go on there and just Google, you know, custom Magic Bands on demand or whatnot. And you can see all the different designs. They are too cool, but they also come with a hefty price. I mean, if yeah, you get them personalized, say, <laughs> 30 bucks, dude, just for a I was, magic band. I, I don't know if I can justify that. If I'm going to use the same darn magic band year after year and just get the battery replaced, yes. But I don't know if Disney offers replacement batteries for magic bands. They're going to start having to if uh, customers want to keep a hold of their bands. Now, I wonder if these are kind of like the charms that people buy that just kind of slip right over the top. We're almost like a phone case, you know, where the actual band is one thing, and then there's something skinny that slips over the top of that that you can take off. So when you get a new Magic Band, you can just pop it back no, over the top. No, no. So, no, it's like it's, it's like the uh, phone cases. You know how they're laser printed on? Uh-huh. These are all – it looks as if – now, go look for yourself, but it looks as if they're not covers or – Something that slips on. It looks like it's direct laser printer, printed. For I 30 say. bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. So, anywho, yeah. It is pretty cool. I'm going to definitely go down there and check it out to see how it's made, though. Just like I was looking at all the phone cases to see how they were made. Right. Um, bye bye, Bob Iger, dude. Um, we talked about this on our last podcast last week. 
uh, the San Diego Chargers and Oakland Raiders have reached yeah. an agreement for Bob Iger, that, you know, to be the chairman and CEO uh, for a bid uh, for a stadium in Carson, California. I, you know, I just want to say it again. I mean, that's pretty cool because that kind of solidifies St. Louis's uh, uh, future and yeah. hopes of staying in St. Louis. Now, yeah, poor yeah. Stan Kroenke, poor guy. He bought all that land, destroyed the racetrack, Hollywood Park out there. Uh, poor Stan Kroenke. But could, billion could, dollar they, could St. Louis though potentially still move back to Los Angeles? Yeah, so he, the the because, rumor, and this is not a Disney rumor, but this is the rumor that's going around. The rumor that's going around is that uh, the NFL owners are putting pressure on Stan Kroenke to buy the Oakland Raiders and move them to L.A. And then then uh, an ownership – then he would sell the St. Louis Rams to an ownership group out of St. Louis so that we could keep the Rams. Now, okay. now the guys that are making a push to keep the Rams in St. Louis say they have like at least – four owners that are four potential ownership groups lined up and ready to make that deal as soon as they can get it to happen and we're just we still owe on the current stadium or the current dome you know the edwards jones dome we still owe on that thing i don't even know why we're rebuilding to be honest with you yeah it's cool to have an open football stadium right there on the riverfront that's too cool but our dome's crap yeah the dome (laughs) is crap it's so quiet in there (laughs) it is crap I'll, i'll agree um, so let's uh, let's get on to some other stuff. So, yep, I'm shocked we did not report on this a while back. Um, and this involves a death. Now we did report on the child that died at the Art of Animation, which just happened like a week after I left. Yeah, uh, the Art of Animation. But shortly after that, and I'm shocked we didn't see this and didn't say anything about it. Um, it's been kind of quiet, or maybe Disney just released it and kept it quiet. A woman had died uh, after riding Space Mountain at Walt Disney World. Did you hear about that? No, I had no idea. Is this at Disney World, you said? Yeah, at Disney World. So I think she was a 55-year-old woman. She died after riding the Walt Disney World Space Mountain uh, this past summer. And um, so she lost consciousness, dude, after getting off the ride. This was back in July. And was transported to the Florida Hospital Celebration Health's uh, Intensive Care Unit and passed away. So I don't know if she had issues with her heart or whatnot, but... Apparently she got dizzy after the ride and just collapsed and died. Man, I mean they Space have those mountain. signs hanging up all over the place. I know they have those Space health mountain. signs. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, there's that ride is not that intense to me anyway. I mean, it's no. cool and, and it's in the dark. It's not like she had to have some some serious health concerns. But don't I you wonder. Think? Yeah, but I want I want to know when she wrote it too. Like I wonder if weather played a factor before she got on it. Was she dehydrated and her body was yeah. already kind of shutting down on her? Was it hot? I mean, of course it was. It was in July. But I mean, so what were the other variables that we don't know? You know, I don't know. Yeah, so anywho, you know, the last time a ride related death happened at Walt Disney World uh, was. A 22-year-old woman with a pre-existing condition also died after losing consciousness after riding. Get this. Guess what ride? Uh, Winnie the Pooh. No, it's it's a mean. small world. You're kidding. No, I am not kidding. On Christmas Day. Hey, so we did a show a long time ago, and didn't you report that they used to – I don't know if this is practice now, but they used to technically keep people's – hearts beating until they left the disney property so that they could say that no one had well, ever died yeah that was yeah that was just something yeah that was that was like a 
someone saying that's what they did that were right. posting all over the internet, which made it for some good entertainment, which we tried to investigate because we thought it was right. very interesting. You know, we don't – and listeners, keep in mind, when it gets to the, the conspiracies or conspiracy stuff and just the weird, strange stories – it's not. We don't necessarily believe in it. We just think it's great entertainment, and we want to investigate a little more to see if there is a little bit of truth to it. Um, so, but there was a little bit of truth to that story. Now they don't pump blood into the people to keep them alive, but the truth to the story is they will not pronounce them dead in the parks. They have to wait until they get to the hospital, even if they die and are dead. Obviously, the coroner or no one will announce that they're dead. Until they get to the hospital, because Walt Disney and the company does not want that bad publicity. Yeah. So there was Great. a little shred of the truth, just it, not not what we had heard. Not the extreme that we were. Exactly. So, <laughs> and with wow. stories well, like that all the time, Dave, when you hear crazy, outrageous stories out in left field like that, there is a little shred of truth there. You know, just it's not the whole thing. Usually exaggerated. Yeah. And yeah. Poor this poor woman. I mean, it's a shame that it had happened to her, but. Wow, dude. I mean, Space Mountain, I guess it's yeah, this so is really this no was, joke. Yeah, another ride where, where you wouldn't expect a death. A 54-year-old woman. So th- these are all women. Yeah. Uh, died riding Toy Story Mania at, hmm. at Disney Hollywood Studios. Weird. Yeah, that has absolutely – I mean, you, that's – that's about as slow as it's a small world, right? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Something else going on with their with their bodies. Monorail Black, man. Have you seen the Star Wars promos on the, the window decals, the decorations yes. and stuff? It's yeah. cool. I would expect something better. I would like to see. You know how you, you see, you've seen the cars where they have the decals all over the cars. The kind yeah. that they kind of shrink wrap over the car. Yep. You know, they don't stick to it. They just cling to it. Yeah, I would like to see Tron the whole the entire Tron. monorail look like a, like a Star Wars spaceship. That would be awesome. Just shrink wrap the whole thing. You got the money to do it, you know, Disney. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. Now that we would be uh, sweet. Nick and I have our ticks, listeners. Uh, we're going December nineteenth, right? To the new show. Oh yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Okay, I was thinking, wait a minute, Disney World. We're going. All, no, all right, you bought wish. me some tickets. Surprise. No, yeah, we, yeah, we are going to see Disney World, or I mean, excuse me, Star Wars, and we're taking our wives as well. Uh, yeah. How, how far have you gotten on the Blu-ray copies? I, I loaned well, you all six uh, episodes. That's where I was getting at with this: is that we're going to be watching the first two, I think, before this coming Monday, while we're on break right now. Um, I I went ahead and showed just a couple of scenes of Empire Strikes Back to Max, my son, who's two and a half. Okay. Because he's a he loves Yoda, and he yeah, loves yeah, D- yeah. and he loves D two D two, which is yeah, D2. Yeah. he calls it D two D two. Nice D2. dude. So and then my daughter made him his first lightsaber. Oh, um, cool! How other, how after after that little preview, she Out of has what? A, well, it, we have this microphone stand that's blue that comes in little pieces. So she just took it apart, wrapped some duct tape around at the bottom for the handle. Uh, so it's like a light blue section of this. It's like a it's almost like PVC is plastic tubing. And uh, she wrapped some duct tape around it and drew some black squares and stuff on the bottom of it to make it look like it was a, a lightsaber. He's waving it around all day. Have you have you seen on YouTube the uh, the baby in the crib humming the uh, the Republic song of Star no. Wars going? It's, it, it is hilarious. <laughs> it's a baby, and it was That's caught awesome. on a baby monitor. YouTube it. It is so funny. My son, yeah, he's been screaming and running around the house with his green lightsaber acting like he's luke skywalker jumping from the top of the steps and listeners our house is a quad home so it has like two flights of stairs and my kid is literally jumping and rolling with the 
uh, lightsaber acting like he's Luke Skywalker, and it's hilarious to see him <laughs> use the Force and shove his hand out and tell me to fall over. And how cool is that, that these kids that have never seen Star Wars stuff before, like, they already know what's going on with it. Oh, dude, you're right. You know, one of our coworkers said it seems about every 10 years it's, re, you know, it's re, reignited. You know, Genius. Star Wars, you know, it, it really is. Um, so let's get back to a story that I reported on, geez, last March, I think, was with the IT workers, you know, that were, were, were replaced. Oh, and how they're losing their jobs, yeah. Yes, that were replaced by H-1B visas. You know, and so right. for for our listeners and you, Dave, I, you know what an H one visa B no visa idea. is. It's okay. Like a green card, maybe. It, it's a it's a non immigrant visa in the United States, and under it's under the Immigration and Nationality Act section of 101A 15H. It allows U.S. employers to temporarily employ foreign workers in specialty occupations. So they can range from making sixty five thousand to one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. All right. Ooh. So this is just temporary, temporary stuff. It blows my mind, but at least 23 former Disney IT workers, which they're being deemed IT23 <laughs> instead of D23, yeah, uh, have filed complaints with the Federal uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, over the loss of their jobs to foreign replacements. This federal filing is the first step to filing a lawsuit alleging discrimination. So these employees are arguing that they were victims of national origin discrimination. A complaint, uh, this is actually an increasing complaint by U.S. workers over the course of the past like five years when they have lost their jobs to foreign workers on H-1B and other temporary visas. So this is starting to become the trend. You know, we have been seeing this the past five, ten years, you know, you have foreigners coming in on these temporary visas, and they're just kicking to the curb these Americans that are holding these jobs. Yeah, it's just another way I think the politicians are outsmarting the public. They're talking about how they've brought back all of the jobs. We're bringing all the jobs back right. to America. They're forgetting to tell the people that they're bringing back the immigrants with the jobs to go with them. So, dude, I mean, I'm not going to touch this one because I feel right. like whatever comment I make, we might have backlash from our listeners saying whatever they want to make up in their mind and, and, and fill in the blank in my heart and my mouth, but um, I look at this and I shake my head. Yeah. You, you know, I just I, I just shake my we head. we got plenty of qualified workers here in I'm, our country, you know? I'm kind of disgusted by this. That's so, what I... Uh... That's my thought on that is we've got plenty of qualified workers in the United States to do these kind of jobs. Yeah. So, hey, man, that's all I have for you. When are we going back to Disney, buddy? we got to plan our next trip. I'm hoping soon, man. Dude, I <laughs> want to go back. We just I, planned our, we just planned our fictitious trips. Let's and I, I kind of want to go back next fall. I kind of want to just not go in the summertime like I typically do. I'd rather go in the fall. Yeah, I think next time I go is going to be a free dining time. If they have it. You know, it took away the fall one. I know. So, yeah, took away the fall one, increased prices, decreased discounts, and take away commission from travel agents. But, hey, you know, Disney's making all the money. <laughs> yep. But we love that place, and we will keep going. So that's all I have for you, Dave. Uh, listeners, thanks again for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast. Hey, Dave, I think it's about that time. All right. Peace. Peace. Have a magical day, everyone.